0: All right, but before I get going, I have got to show you this painting over my right shoulder because I know you're wondering like, what is that? Look, is this not insanely amazing? Like they they let me pick the room. Uh, they've not let me pick the room we're gonna be in the entire time. And, and wait, 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 can we get a shot? Look at the, look at the floor, look at the rug. I, I should just be uh, like, I should just be teaching from the rug, okay? <laughs> what if I did this? What if Jeez. I just kind of? What if I just taught, like, would this be good, like here? And I just share? It wouldn't be, uh, it's kind of like, uh, you know what I feel like right now? Anybody remember Fabio? Anybody remember? Oh, <laughs> I, am, yeah. I am Fabio. Okay, so no. But uh, I, I love this painting, because those of you that know me, you know how much I, I love cows. I love bulls. I love them all. So uh, they're all, in fact, actually, they were like, we can't show the whole thing, because it just looks like a cow staring at the camera. I said, I don't care painting is insanely amazing so anyway that's what we, but we are here at uh, Michael and Priscilla's let's just thank them again come on Pam. you guys are awesome thanks for opening up your home so grateful for everybody who's opened up their home while we're doing this uh, we because we're in our series and we're actually finishing up our series today called Welcome to the Neighborhood this has been a really powerful series as we have been talking about how the church has not been shut down we have been sent out And we are living out the command that Jesus gave us where he said, love your neighbor as yourself. And every week in this series, uh, we have been talking about what does that look like? How do I, how do I reach my neighbors? And we just said, there's just three things you need to remember to do. Intercede, invest, and inform. Intercede, pray for people, like pray for your neighbors by name. If you don't know people that, like I don't know anybody that doesn't know Jesus, then pray that God will put you in position and, and present opportunities to you where you can share with people so begin to pray Uh, invest just do good just look for just be kind and, and do do good works and and look for opportunities to help people and then the last one is to inform like when god presents the opportunity inform people of the hope that you have so how have you done the past week okay check in time We've done this every week, so I'm going to give you 30 seconds. I want you to turn to just, we're going to do this in this room. We want you to do it in your neighborhood gathering or in your home. And I want you to turn to just one person, and I want you to share with them, how did you do? Did you intercede? Did you invest? Did you inform? Did you do one, or how did it go? Okay, 30 seconds. Ready? Turn to somebody. Go. So there, there you go. All right, everybody back, everybody back. Okay, so uh, how did you do in the room and in your room, you can raise your hand. How many of you say you interceded, you just prayed for opportunities or prayed for people far from God, raise your hand. Okay, good, all right. Uh, how many of you say you invested like God prompted you to do something good? Okay, here, good. This is amazing in this room, okay. And, and the last one, how many of you had an opportunity to actually inform? Like you told somebody about the hope that you have in Jesus, maybe prayed for somebody or had an opportunity. Anybody here, raise your hand. Good, all right, that's awesome. Hey, every week, this is what we've been talking about. This is what it means to share the hope and the healing and the peace and the purpose of Jesus with our neighbors, with our coworkers, with our, when you get back to your campus, wherever it is and how God wants to use you. So if you have a Bible, we're gonna be in Acts chapter five, Acts chapter five, and if you're new to church and you, you don't know anything about the Bible, I encourage you to download YouVersion, a great app for you um, to discover the Bible. I read out of the New Living Translation, and so if you are new to church, this is written by a guy named Luke. He was a follower of Jesus and he did all the research about the early church. So that's what this is all about, the early church. And we've been camped out in Acts a little bit during this series. So what's happening in Acts chapter five, Church's pretty new. It's, it's pretty much in, in the area around Jerusalem. And there has been some of the very first persecution taking place as the disciples had been arrested. And then as they were arrested, they were told not to talk about Jesus. Uh, and then we pick it up here, in, in they're on trial, basically, for talking about Jesus. And we pick it up in verse 38, chapter 5, verse 38. Uh, what's happening is the council is trying to figure out what to do, and one of them says this. So my advice is, hey, leave these men alone. Uh, let them go. If they're planning and doing these things merely on their own, it'll just be overthrown. It'll come to nothing. But, but if it's from God you will not be able to overthrow them. You may even find yourselves fighting against God. We all know that's exactly what happened. The the others accepted his advice, and so they called in the apostles, and they had them flogged. So they basically beat them. Okay, They're like, hey. And then they said, hey, here's what I want you to do. Never ever again speak in the name of Jesus and then they let them go. So they've been beaten, told not to talk about Jesus. And then we read this: the apostles left the high council, rejoicing. Re, rejoicing! I said that right. Re, somebody say rejoicing. Like, rejoicing. <laughs> how many of you have had a really bad day and you went woohoo? <laughs> so they were rejoicing that God. Had, here's why they were because they've been counted worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. So they've been flogged. They've been beaten and then it says and then every day in the temple and from house to house they continue to teach and preach this message jesus is the messiah so they they didn't listen at all so i want to talk about today for a few minutes is i want to talk to you about the everyday church because they 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 were going about it every day so every day i want to talk about the everyday church let's pray father thank you for all the gatherings that are happening right now neighborhood gatherings on zoom uh, people with their families right now, people uh, alone in apartments and uh, on the job site, wherever. We, we thank you, God, that your spirit is not limited by any of this, but you are moving across this city and across the state. And God, we know that people are even watching in other countries. And together, you're uni- uniting our spirits together in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. 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 So we are in the middle of a pandemic and it's uh, obviously spiking again. And, and if, so for the last four m- months, what none of us, none of us have been wanting to get is COVID-19. Like that's so painfully obvious. None of us want to get that. But I think there's also another thing that, that no one else wants to get. No one wants to gain the COVID-19. Anybody know what I mean by that? Like putting on, the 19. Like how have you done with that? Anybody put on the 19? Anybody? You don't have to show no show of hands. No looking around the room. Come on, come on. Uh, anybody? Anybody been trying to lose the 19? Like you're in the middle of this, like I can tell you, like for me, I've been trying to lose. Now not 19, but I've actually been trying to lose. And I know when I say that, some of you are spitting fire at me because you're like, he's so skinny, I can't believe you'd even talk about losing weight. But the truth is, is that for the last six months, I have been preparing for summer because I, I am thin, but I have the, the dad bod. You know what I'm talking about? Like I carefully place all of my shirts and, and stylistically ladies, you know what I'm talking about, right? You know, what I'm like, I'm just going to wear this because it, it just fits me well, you know. And, and so I, I kind of do that because I try like you do not want to see me with my shirt off. Just trust me. No. <laughs> No one wants to see their pastor with their shirt off. I know that for sure. But so I have been like, I have this app that I've downloaded. That's like a calorie counting app, and I have been obsessed. with Laura's sitting right here. I have been obsessed with this app. I brought it in a staff meeting. I was like, everybody, I, I said, set the scripture aside for a minute. You need to download this app. And I, in fact, actually, one of the staff members said, "Oh, I hate that app. Get it away from me because it counts your your, your calories." and and then Lars told me about this tea, and some of you ladies, she's been telling you about this tea. Have you heard about this tea that curbs your appetite? It like it's called oolong tea. I'm going to tell you right now because I know you don't care about the app. You could care less what the app is. We're like, what's the tea? Curbs your appetite. What's the name of that? Okay, it's oolong tea. Just remember oolong. It curbs your appetite. Um, so I always eat before I drink the tea, so I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry about it. Uh, but but i've been trying and so one of the things i'm doing is i'm deliberately trying my best to only eat desserts on the weekend so it's been extremely hard because laura's mom lives with us and she's old school so she serves dessert she likes to serve dessert every single night and I'm like, which is amazing but i'm like no i can't do this so i've been trying to reserve Sweets and desserts only for the weekend, and so last weekend was the Fourth of July weekend, and we had neighbors over. Social distancing, all the all the proper <laughs> precautions taken. You always got to say that. So um, just in case somebody like oh, so anyway, so the neighbors were all over, and we were shooting off fireworks. And of course, it was it was amazing. They did not disappoint. They brought the most amazing food and the most amazing desserts. Like you were there, uh, Pastor Eric. It was it was spot on. Like. Um, Sue Ellen, oh, she brought that um, the apple uh, fritters, homemade apple fritters. So, but I had been watching my calories. My 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 app told me, what are you doing? Are you fasting? Are you not eating? You need more calories. I'm like, no, I'm saving up for the weekend. So I was saving it for the weekend, I had these apple fritters, and I, w- I was in the middle that had cinnamon and sugar, which is just like my kryptonite, and I'm, I'm eating it, and, I'm, and it's so good, and I was like, I gotta have another one, and so I was like, you know, I'm good on my calorie count. So I got another one, and I was in the middle of that one, and somebody at the gathering said, you know what would be really good with that?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Vanilla ice cream. I'm like, oh, it would be, ah, oh. it's like, it should, oh, I wish we'd had that. I'm not kidding you, 20 minutes later, Heather, uh, Bryson from across the street walks over and she goes, I made homemade vanilla ice cream. <laughs> Score! <laughs> and so it's like, I had three apple fritters and and I don't feel guilty at all. It was amazing. Now, when I think about the church gathering, like anybody remember when we used to do this thing where we'd show up at a church in a building? Anybody remember what that was like? long. <laughs> Yeah, kids, ask your grandpa about it. Uh, I mean, it just seems like so long ago we were doing that. But to me, I look at our, our gatherings on Sundays like a dessert. Like, I can't wait for the weekend. It's like a dessert buffet to me. I mean, I miss when we come together like that. Like we have I mean, you 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 pick off the buffet. Do you do you want an amazing worship team? Do you do you want a great kids program? Do you, I mean just the people gathering and just the power of people gathering and then and then and then our pastor, oh my goodness. I mean, talk about anointed. This guy brings the fire every single week okay so here i want you to do real quick 30 seconds turn to somebody in the room here in this room wherever you are what's one thing that you miss about our sunday in-person gatherings what's what's the thing that that you miss go 30 seconds All right, so how uh, what, what all did you share? I, um, I bet I know what you share because I watched, listen to everybody in this room. They're all like, "Oh, I miss the worship. Oh man, and the people." And uh, somebody even said, "I miss the coffee." And then I looked over and one of them said, "And the preaching. I miss the pastor." <laughs> <laughs> so great. I think one of the things though, right now, is we've not been able to gather. I think what we are all like learning together is that the church has not been shut down. The church has been sent out. And, and we've all been waking up to that. In fact, I would like for you to write this question down. Here's a question and I want you to just wrestle with this for a few minutes and then we're gonna, and you can just take it with you all week. Okay, here's the question I want you to write down. Um, what if we went beyond the Sunday moment? What if we went beyond the Sunday moment and we became an everyday movement? What if we went beyond the Sunday moment and we became an everyday movement? Because I think when when the church becomes a weekend thing, Jesus can become a weekend thing. And Jesus was never meant to be a dessert to be enjoyed on the weekend. We are an everyday church, not just a Sunday church. So what does that mean? What does that look like to be the everyday church? Well, that's what we're doing here by looking at Acts chapter 5. We're looking at the early church. And if you've got a Bible, let's go back. Acts uh, 5 verse 42, and it says this, and and it says, and, and and everybody say this with me, every day. Come on one more time. Every Every day. day. Every day in the temple and from what? House House to house. house. From house to house, they continue to teach and preach this message, Jesus is the Messiah. Mm-hmm. So so here's the picture here that, that I want you to understand is the early church. If you don't know the, the history of, of the church, they met at this place called Solomon's Colonnade. It was right there at the temple. and It's where they allowed the Christians to meet. And at this point, it's only a, the Jews that are Christians. So when, when you're like, they went to church every day, like every day. Listen, they did that because that was the tradition. The Jewish people went to the temple to pray three times a day. So they went to the temple to pray three times a day. But because of distance, some people were unable to get to the temple. And because, frankly, persecution was starting to mount, out, mount up, not only were they having church at the temple, but then they started having church house to house. I think we get that. This is the first time in history, I think, that we get that here, at least in in the States, is that because of COVID-19, our homes have become churches. Now, I I know when I say that, you're like, wait, 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 no, 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 this is my home right here. No, this is not the church. The church is, the church is uh, that place, 5205. That's the church. No, 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 no. Remember, remember, the church is not a place we gather. The church is a people who gather, okay? So I I want, uh, listen, we are the church. Turn to somebody in the room and say, you, my friend, are the church. <laughs> like You are, are the, church. the church. Like Think of this. Again, if you don't know much about the scriptures, in the Old Testament, pre-Jesus, the presence of God was in the temple. That's where God's presence manifested itself on this earth, was in the temple. Enter Jesus into the picture, and he changes all that. Jesus, when he dies on the cross, it tells us that the the curtain, the veil in the temple, and was the veil that separated the people from the presence of God. The veil was torn, it was ripped in two, it was torn apart, why? Because now the people and God are coming together. And, and And then we see about two weeks later, there's this crazy thing called Pentecost where the Holy Spirit falls on 120 believers and suddenly the spirit of God goes from the temple to indwelling people. Like you and I have the presence of God in us. You and I are the temple of God. You're the temple of God, just like the people in the early church were the temple of God. So here's the thing. Jesus Jesus isn't sitting around in our building wondering when we're coming back. Like he's not sitting there going, man, this COVID thing, (laughs) man. I really miss my people. Can't wait till they get back. Could somebody turn the lights on? Bueller, Bueller, anybody? I mean, he's, no, he's, he's not doing that. In fact, what we see in the life of Jesus, if you study scripture and you look at the gospels, you see that Jesus did spend time at the temple, but he really spent more time house to house. That's where he spent the majority of his time. He wasn't like, hey, come see me. Saturdays, 9.30 and 11 at the temple. No, he, he wasn't saying that. No, he went house to house and he's calling us to go house to house. house because we're not just a Sunday thing. We're an everyday thing. Church is meant to be an everyday thing. And the early church understood that wherever they were, they were the church. They they were the temple of the Holy Spirit. They took the church with them in their homes, in the temples, wherever it was that they went. And what we see here in Acts, Acts 5 is, in Acts 5, honestly, uh, we kind of overlooked this, but the church is kind of leaning on to, a little too heavy on the apostles to do all the teaching and the preaching. So they're doing it all. They're handling it all. Kind of like me, just doing all the teaching and the preaching. And in Acts eight, we studied this a couple weeks ago in Acts eight, persecution broke out. It was ramped up in the church and they became the scattered church. Remember we talked about the scattered church and suddenly it wasn't the apostles, they had no access to the apostles. <laughs> and suddenly the believers were like, well, what do we do? And they became the pastors. Like, they became the preachers. Untrained men and women. But if you remember a couple weeks ago, I said this, they weren't really untrained. They'd been sitting under the apostles' teaching. Right. What are you doing right now? You're being trained. You're being trained in the gospel. Every single week that you watch online, is so powerful that you're watching. Like, when you miss watching online, you're missing a training. You're missing the spirit of God who wants to equip you and train you so that you can share the gospel. Like right now, I've said this before, I believe we're living Acts chapter eight. We are the scattered church. Like we are scattered all over the city right now. And what I believe is that God has anointed and he's appointed you, you to share the gospel. Like in other words, listen, your house is a church. Your neighborhood is a church, your, your, your workplace. Listen, you, you are a pastor. You're a pastor in your workplace. You're a pastor in your home, especially if you're a mom or dad, I'm not your kid's pastor. I mean, yes I am, but, but you are first and foremost, their pastor. You're the one who called to pastor your children. I'm probably never gonna meet some of your neighbors you're the only pastor they're ever gonna know. Like students, when you get ready to go back to school, your campus, you're a pastor on that campus. Now, I know when I say that, you're like, no, no, hey, okay, whatever, Brad, good, yeah, I'm a pastor. No, Brad, you're, you're the pastor, and I get I get that because I, I mean, I've gone through the training, blah, 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 and, and, and I have the certificate hanging on the wall of my office, and, and, and I'm, I'm the pastor, but the truth is when you look at scripture, what you see in the pages of scripture, Whenever they talk about the word pastor, it can be interchanged with the word shepherd. You can use the word pastor, you can use the word shepherd. And what is a shepherd? Here's what a shepherd is. A shepherd leads, a shepherd protects, and a shepherd cares. That's what you do in your workplace, in your home, on the ball, ball field with, with other parents, on your campus. Lead somebody. You are influencing somebody. You're pastoring pastor and somebody. You have an opportunity to protect people. Protect them from from decisions and, and, and pain and heartache and brokenness, you, you have an opportunity to care, to help mend them to bring the hope and the healing and the peace and the purpose of Jesus to people. Like I said every week, maybe you don't like the word pastor, how about the word missionary? We are all missionaries on mission, assigned to a mission field. So I want you to take 30 seconds, I want you to share with somebody in the room where you are and we'll share here, okay? Um, what's your mission field? Uh, Where is it you you're called to pastor? Mm. Okay, a little tough, but I want you to take 30 seconds. Share. Where do you feel like you're called? What's your mission field? Where are you pastoring? Go. uh that was that was amazing what I mean what I hear you guys saying neighbors going to the store people at work I mean just all these different places that I think we're all awakening to right now I mean again what if we went beyond the sunday moment and became an everyday movement that's who we want to be in the church you know I've been saying this for the the entire time during this pandemic I believe god's up to something I believe God is working. God has not created COVID-19. This is not, we don't blame God. God is not about it, but God is moving even in the midst of this. And I believe that he wants to speak to all of us. And I believe he's doing two specific things. I believe he is, he is refining and he is realigning. Yeah. He's If you'll let him, he wants to refine you. He wants to He wants to take some things out of your life and he wants to purify you and make you holy, more like him. And I believe he's also realigning us. They're a little bit off center and he's bringing you back into alignment. And I think this is a pivotal moment in the church, a pivotal moment in church history. Here's what I believe. I believe change is coming. Now, here's the thing. I mean, None, none of us like change. I mean, we, we, we just don't unless change is happening to someone else. Like somebody else, you're like, hey, good for you. Wow, neat. You're doing that. Wow, that's exciting. But if some ask you to change, you, why? we like routine. Come on, we like routine. Now, hang on, because if you're sitting there and you're going, oh, no, I like change. Here's what I want you to try tonight. Sleep on the other side of the bed. Yeah, you'll discover real fast, I, I don't like change. But here's the thing we have to understand is that the the mission and the message of the church, that's a capital C, is unchanging. Never changes. It's all about taking the hope and the healing and the peace and the purpose of Jesus into our world. But our methods are always changing. I mean, think about this. The message hasn't changed for 2,000 years, but the methods sure have. Where did they start? They started meeting, first of all, they were in the temple that's where they started and then persecution breaks out they can't get to the temple they can't get to the apostles now they're meeting in homes and then suddenly boom rome catches fire uh, with, with the gospel and constantine comes comes to faith and suddenly a move of god like has not been seen and and it just goes all over the world because of the roman empire and the church comes up and they're building huge massive Churches because they can't, they don't have enough room for the people, and then you fast forward, and the persecution is breaking out again, so the church starts to go back underground. We've even seen in our own time period that, that the church has gone underground in the east, like places places like Iran and Iraq, and we see in, in the in Asia the church has gone underground. You you even look and see even us as a church, like Core Church, we started in a home, and then we moved to a school. Then we were in an event center, and then finally we, we got to 5205 South Aspen, but we're all the way back in a home again because methods are always changing, but our mission and our message never are. And I believe right now we are becoming a temple and house-to-house church. I believe that this is what God is doing. I see this in our church. I believe we're gonna come back to our large in-person gatherings, but I also believe we're gonna stay, some of us, in our homes, at least even for the time being. And I wanna introduce you to um, a couple, you heard us talking about them earlier, but God is stirring up uh, Michael and Priscilla, come on up, guys, and I want them to to share with you what what God is, is doing in, in their hearts. Um, you guys uh, are business owners, and they this is crazy. You started, <laughs> you started coming to CORE Church like a month or two before COVID hit, and then boom, you were gone. But in the middle of all this, um, God was stirring me up about this idea of what would it look like for churches in the neighborhood. Michael, you and I met, and we're going to talk about that here in a moment. But I would like for, and I don't care which one of you wants to share, but You both, when it talks about being the everyday church, like this is like a bullseye for you guys. You have such a heart and a fire for people knowing Jesus. Talk about that.
1: Well, I think it all starts from our parents, right? I mean, both of my parents were pastors of a tiny church, charismatic, Pentecostal, prophetic church, and she grew up church planting. I mean, they'd go all over Brazil and they'd like start this church, just get it to the point where it was starting to be successful and, and things were going, and then all of a sudden, dad says here you go and they go off and they do it all over again and so wow. just the idea of of running after that lost i mean i guess you could say that's what started the entrepreneurial spirit in both of us mm-hmm. we're not scared of that of that mm-hmm. fear we're not we just believe that it's if god said do it then do it mm-hmm. and it's
2: like watching the birth right like when when you have a kid and you go through that experience of seeing something that you God created, but it came through you. It's yeah. like, wow, you're so proud of it, you know. And mm. he's like, wow, I can, we can do something, you know, that has value mm-hmm. and see people changing lives. It's kind of like giving birth <laughs> because uh, yeah. like, that's my child. This group is kind of growing and and looking back and see how people can now impact their friends and their family. Mm-hmm. It's like an earthquake, you know. It just keeps just. Mm. Creating waves. I mean,
0: what I watched in you guys is, I mean, you only came for a real short time, but it seemed like every week you were showing showing up with brand new people. Like, oh, here I want to introduce my friend. Here I want to introduce my friend, and I was like, who are these people? Like, <laughs> I'm like you know, where do I get more of these people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love everybody. Okay, but uh, but this heart that you have for. What do you think it is in you? I, I think you've already expressed some of that, but what is it in you that is causing you to just constantly be thinking not about yourselves?
2: I think like if you can imagine yourself, in, just imagine if you didn't know Jesus and you get to watch yourself just going away from Jesus, and imagine you watching that scene, how much you would scream for people around you saying, please help that person. He's mm-hmm. just going against Jesus. He's just going to the darkness, you know. Mm-hmm. So now if you imagine how much you want someone sharing to yourself, now we have it. And we gotta share with the same passion, like, okay, we got it. We gotta just mm-hmm. give it away. <laughs> we,
1: have the, we have the ultimate. We have the, we have the ultimate commodity. And that's uh, Jesus. Like mm-hmm. for like I said, we, we come from an entrepreneurial background, we have businesses, we have to do all that stuff. And so when you do that, you either have a product or you have a service that you, you try to sell and you try to market it so that you find the people that that need that the most. Right. You know, whether it's in dentistry and you, you need stuff for your teeth or regardless, whatever it is. We have the savior mm-hmm. of eternity. Right. And we and and you have that and, and you just have to go to the people that the don't. Wow. <laughs> and it's
0: really... <laughs> I like the way it's said it. And so you just... You, this yeah. is what you need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you guys are just... I don't want to use the word radical, but it really... It, the church is... We have always known it. The way you guys have known it. I've known it. We've all known it, is At least in Oklahoma especially and here in the U.S. is... We go to a building on Sunday morning and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing for us to, to worship together. But the, God started pressing on me a little bit about people who won't ever come to a building that they and, and it's hard for you if you've, ever, if you've been raised in the church and you know the church and that's all you've ever known is you just think well why would somebody not want to come to a building but the truth is some people won't come to a building and so you guys have had this heart to open up your home and not just do church in the neighborhood during a series but to launch it out permanently talk about that
1: couldn't be more excited about it. I mean, it's something that, that God's been speaking to both of us for, man, it's it's probably been eight years now of saying, wow, listen, it's not about four walls. If this is, the church is not about the four walls. Right. And when you try to make it about the four walls, then it becomes about something that's not yep. what the Bible was intended to be. I think you said it, the absolute best, it becomes a moment mm-hmm. instead of just an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. And so looking at it and just looking at the logistics and how we do this and all that, and so that when you came and you're like, what are your
0: thoughts on this? I don't know if you remember, I said, are you sure you want my thoughts on this? I do. Yeah. Because it, I didn't know you were thinking any of this stuff. Of course not. Yeah. I just knew that, I knew Michael was an entrepreneur and, and I was like, I, I wanted to talk to you about this idea that I had because I thought it was pretty crazy. Yeah, and I'm
1: like, I'm about ready to unpack on you big time Yeah. and <laughs> this, is, this
0: is either gonna bring us
1: closer or it's gonna bring us a long ways away from each other. But that's just that's just the idea. Is that our house for well since we met has always been a rotation of people inside of it. We have been a magnet for people coming in, and it's been Mm -hmm. intentionalized. We intentionalize our house. We saw this house. We're like God. This is our house because you're going to use this house Mm -hmm. for your glory. Mm -hmm. And we could see the people here, and we could see the groups gathering, we could see all that stuff. It was for our family. It would be for a great place for our family. But that was. That was only part of it. And so mm-hmm. to be able to open up our house for people that we are going to meet on the street, people we're going to meet within business, people we're going to meet in our neighborhood and to meet on, say, everyone come Friday nights. We're yeah. going to, we're going to intentionalize this night yeah. and it's going to be all about getting closer to each other mm-hmm. and doing that with this stickiness that we call
0: Christ. Yeah. And, uh, and so what's interesting is what we're talking about. This is the, how radical the new thing that we're talking about is it's it's not like Hey, you guys meet on Friday night and then show up on Sunday and try to get all those people that came into your home there to the building on Sunday. No, this is actually about us, a church. This, this is the temple church and house to house. This yeah. is about us saying we are going to maintain what we do at 5205, but now we're going to, not, I won't give out your address, but we're going to, <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to start doing it here. Like those of you that are experiencing church in the neighborhood, it's, Exactly what you're doing today, what we're doing right now. The difference is, though, it's not about inviting church to people, but it's about inviting people that don't know Jesus. Mm-hmm.
2: I can't wait. And, exciting. and the other
1: piece <laughs> of it is, it's, it's also inviting those that used to know Jesus mm-hmm. because yeah. there is such a huge culture, especially in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've been in Tulsa for so long, we are the most. Unchurched, churched people. Yeah, that's man, true. we all know church. Yeah. It's like me growing up in North Dakota. Everybody's either a Lutheran or Catholic, mm. and almost uh, half of them are all going to burn mm. <laughs> because they go to church every single week, but they don't have a relationship mm. with Jesus. And so if we can say, listen, I know you went to church, I know you did this, and whatever happened, and you're not doing that anymore, it's cool. Don't worry about it. Come over to our place because I want to show you what a relationship looks like, mm-hmm. or show you what a relationship with us looks like, and I, in turn, hopefully, you see that mirrored in our relationship mm-hmm. with God.
0: Mm-hmm. So what's going to happen is, obviously, we're dealing in the middle of a pandemic here, and I know you guys aren't launching out immediately um, because it's just it's, now's not the perfect time. I, we were so hungry to start it. I mean, we we're just I ready now. No, you guys are ready, but really, we're we're going to wait until God says now's the time to go, and we and it's the best opportunity to do that. But for you, you may hear this and you go, wait, what, what, huh? It's okay. It's okay to, to, to feel that way. When God starts to do something new, don't worry about the questions. Don't worry about all, all the how-tos. Just press more into God. But what I want us to do is I want us to pray for Michael and, and Priscilla because um, I'm excited because I had no idea pre, pre-pandemic that we'd be sitting here. I had no idea when you walked through the doors of our church I will tell you this that I told I told Laura, I said, there's something different about them. There's something unique about them. And I don't know what it is, but God's wanted to do something. We I, I, There's something about them. I need to get together with Michael because I got to figure out what's going on. And now I see that what God is doing because we're ascending church. We believe that we are, are ascending church. And what I believe is that you are... I don't believe this is just something we're going to try. And hey, good luck to you. But I think this is, this is a long-term thing. I think that we're going to see more and more and more homes in neighborhoods, reaching neighbors, friends, coworkers, and people like that. Awesome. Let's pray together. Father, thank you um, for this home. We pray blessings upon this home. We pray the spirit of the living God upon this home. I thank you, Father, for how you birthed something in Michael and Priscilla eight years ago. Eight years ago, God, you spoke to them and gave them a vision. And God, now as you begin to birth this out, we just know that you're going to orchestrate and ordain their steps. You're going to anoint them and you're going to appoint them. God, as they become pastors and shepherds, um, just like Acts 8. And so God, we pray that the Spirit of God would rest upon them and that many would come to know Jesus in your name we pray. Everybody said, amen, amen. amen." Amen. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Let's give some love in the house. Come on. This is awesome. Um, So, so good. So we are, we're going to move into a a time of communion. So we're going to hand our communion out here in the room, encourage you to hand out communion in, in your room. And, um, and communion, if you are brand new to our, our gathering, communion is this time where we stop and we remember the death and the resurrection of Jesus. We remember that he came and the veil was torn. Like it was torn and suddenly we were ushered into the presence of God. The, 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 the cup, it represents the blood, like is shed for the forgiveness of your sin. The, the bread, it represents the body died a human death, resurrected again on the third day. So what is it you need today? Maybe today you need grace and you need mercy and you need forgiveness. Like you're like, man, Brad, I, I don't even know Jesus. Or maybe you, you're like what Michael talked about. You're like, I, I used to go to church, kind of did the church thing, but I realized I don't have Christ in my life. Listen, you come to the table today, you come and receive mercy and grace and grace and forgiveness. When you receive this today, I want you to recognize and realize your sins are forgiven in an instant to be remembered no more. And you're going to become a part of the family, part of our family. But maybe today for you, God's stirring up in you something. Maybe it's he's sending you. Maybe it's it's you are supposed to start a neighborhood gathering. Or or maybe, maybe there's a ministry that God's put on your heart and you've kind of been putting it off I'll do that later. You realize, man, I oh, can't do that later. God's, God's spoken to me, and he's told me what he wants me to put my hand to the plow to, and I need to do that. You come to the table today, and you receive the power and the grace to do that work. Maybe today also you're coming to the table because you're like, I, I this series has really convicted me, Brad. I, I don't know my neighbors. I've not been thinking about my coworkers. This, listen, this series is not about condemnation. Conviction's good but you don't deserve condemnation. Conviction is the Holy Spirit just stirring you up. That's good. And today you receive the power of the Spirit. You have the Spirit of God in you. Receive his power today so that you can be bold. It's not just for the Michaels and the Priscilla's. Boldness comes from the Holy Spirit. So I'm gonna pray and whatever you need, you receive that today. Father, we thank you for the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And today, all over this city, all over this nation, and maybe even today in another country, whatever it is that someone needs today, I pray you would pour out your spirit upon them to receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive. Well, thanks for joining us for Church Online. Uh, However we can support you, however we can help, we can pray for you. Go to corechurch.com. You can submit your prayer request right there. Let us pray for you. Did you make a commitment to follow Jesus today? Let us know about that. We would would love to celebrate with you. Your first step into the body of Christ is baptism. And we would love to do that with you. And we'd also love to help you in any way that we can. Go to corechurch.com. We want to help you today. And before we... Leave this gathering together. I want us to say our sending prayer together, and let's just say this with passion. Let's say it with great passion, and may this be a declaration of our faith today. Okay, God, fill me with love and give me boldness to share the hope, healing, peace, and purpose that I've found in Jesus. Lead me to the hurting, the hopeless, the lonely and the discouraged. This week, I declare that I am available and willing to be used for your glory and honor. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for Church Online. You're going to see some questions come up. I just encourage you in your neighborhood gathering on Zoom or with your family to take some time and discuss those. God bless you. We'll see you next week for Church on the Lawn or Maybe you're not ready. That's okay. We'll see you back here for church online. Have a great week.